Well, good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. And tonight we are going to get real in Montana. I am coming to you live from the Paradise Valley. And this is probably going to make a really weird sound, but I'm going to turn down that volume on that. This is the view outside my window. Is that amazing? Yeah. The Absorca Mountains. Right there, I look out my window and that's what I see. And then there's a little creek that just runs right outside the property and a bunch of chickens. <laughs> so, so that's kind of where we are uh, in the middle of Montana. And tonight our show is brought to you by Buck Sanitary Service. So I know if you're in Oregon and you go somewhere and you see a toilet and you got to go to the bathroom and it's not a Bucks, you're still going to use it. Go for it. But Bucks is, if you are having a wedding, if you're having anything coming up, in fact, let me show you something kind of cool. I put this together. Okay. So, you know, everybody has their own little outhouse, right? Uh-uh. Check this out. And they have showers that they take to firefighting uh, camps. They also take them to homeless camps and they also take them to weddings and that kind of thing. But check this out. And if I talk when this happens, it doesn't work. So I'm just going to air it. Oh, maybe I can. Can you hear me? Hey, Kelton, can you guys hear me when I'm talking? Okay. I, I, that's okay. Look at these different mobile and we love having them on board. Also, we're brought to you by Transworld Business Advisors, Lonnie Woodruff. Uh, he'll be coming on a little bit later. I'll play his commercial a little later. Um, he is a guy who sits down with you and helps you uh, kind of live your dream, actually. If you have a business and like mine, and I'm getting to that age where I might want to retire in a few years, he starts working with you ahead of time so that you can plan this out and make sure all the paperwork and everything looks right because your business is probably worth more than you know. Um, and, uh, he'll do that. So Sharon says, okay, so Tom, yes, you can hear it, but it's muffled. Okay. I don't know why that is, but I, I understand. I appreciate that. Um, Hey, for those of you guys who are on here right now, share this on your page right now, because it'll go live on your page and then more people will find out and see it. Um, I think we're also sponsored by obviously always Chris Dental Family Dentistry. Um, where everyone is welcome, despite your vaccination status or your any kind of status, uh, you are always welcome there. And Dr. Bratlin is looking to hire people right now. This is Dr. Michael Bratlin from Chris Dental. Thanks to patients like you, my dental practice is thriving. As a result, we are in need of a couple more team members. If you or someone you know is either a dental assistant or has front desk experience, please come by my office and we can talk. Candidates must be hardworking and have excellent customer service. Patient care is absolutely our number one priority. And best of all, your vaccination status is your business, not ours. So he told me today on the phone, he's looking for extra front desk help and also someone to do the sterilization of the equipment and the different things in there. And you don't have to any, have any experience. You just have to be a hard worker and somebody who wants to work. And all you need to do is go on their website, chrisdental.com, or you can just check in with him, uh, go into the office and talk with him. But they are looking for people right now. So what are we talking about tonight? Well, um, Rob is from Bait and Tackle in Charleston, is supposed to be joining us from a fishing boat. So we're hoping that he'll show up before the end of the show, but you never know with him. 
But the other day I was online and I, um, as you know, I'm living in Montana. And so I put on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all of them. I said, what should someone from Oregon do and not do when they come to Montana to live? And I had tens of thousands of people um, piping in and saying things. Um, and so then I got this idea and I thought, you know, I should just invite random people to come on and, uh, just talk to me and tell me, cause one of the things I heard from people is don't bring your blue politics here to our red state and ruin us. Um, like California did to Oregon. We don't want you here if you're going to do that. And I had people tell me to go home, uh, change my hairstyle, which isn't going to happen. Um, and, and my favorite, I'm going to bring these guys on first. So so anyway, four people said they'd join us, um, and two of them were not able to after all. But Max is here to join us. Max, just give a little wave, say hi. Hello. And also Kelton Baker. Uh, Kelton agreed to come on and show up. And uh, my favorite one, you guys, of people telling me what I should not do is get one of those car carriers for fly fishing rods that go on top of my uh, rig. Um, <laughs> is that good advice? Yes. Yeah. Why is that? Does that just tell me what, what, what that says to a Montanan? That you're not from here. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty easy to just pull apart and put them back in the car and go. I never <laughs> found it too hard to just pack it up and go. Didn't need to just throw it up on top in a special case. The other thing I heard a lot was change your Oregon license plate. Get rid of it quickly. <laughs> Not a so, bad idea. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about what is the concern of people in Montana, or is there a concern? Um, obviously, there is of people from a blue state moving into a red state. What is the what is the concern? Go ahead, Max. Okay, I was, you know, really the biggest concern is most people, mine isn't so much politics. Mine is more people moving in here that have more money than people that work here that are from here and then they're getting pushed out because the wages aren't as high here so people that are moving here i think the last average was 36 to 40 percent more is what they made so that starts to push people from bozeman or montana out farther and farther from where we grew up or where we currently live so there's because it becomes that there's no room for you then yeah and so, because um, I've heard that a lot from people saying, you know, if you come here and you guys pay, you know, these prices for a home, then the rest of us can't afford to do it. And and then there's no there's no housing. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't have any housing or places that they can actually live um, right now. Is, is that a big problem? Do you guys see? It's a huge problem and a huge thing that my wife and I have started to kind of notice and help when we can is the homeless teens and homeless kids in Bozeman. Um, there's a huge population that no one really knows about or sees that um, their parents have just been pushed out of their apartment or have been pushed out of their home and they can't, their waiting lists for apartments are so long that they end up living in their cars and try and stay in town. So the, the home, because you don't see a ton of homeless people here because yeah. it's so cold. I mean, they, they oh, go to work. Yeah. 
they go to Oregon. But here, what you're talking about is families that actually live here and can't can't go anywhere because they have they don't have there's no affordable housing. Yeah, yeah. like the homeless in Bozeman, it would be more uh, not like the street corner guy panhandling, but more the family that lives in the car on the side street. Yeah. I think I am probably on the political spectrum. I'm probably on the opposite side that Max is on, more central, more to the right, though. Um, and I could not agree more that the problem is not the politics. It's the people moving here with California money and driving the housing costs so that like no one can live here that lives here already. <clears throat> And I, so as a plumber, I do a lot of work for HRDC, which is like the, mm. the low income housings. Um, I forget what it stands for, but anyhow. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot more, there's a lot less like homeless people and a lot more like just regular people that just can't afford to live in the house anymore because a, you do have like the housing prices that are going up. But the problem is, is the people that own the properties that are renting to people, they're upping the rent rates because they have so much dang equity in their rentals that, they, that it's not comparable. See, and that happens in Oregon, too, is it's like um, Title II is definitely not just homeless, but also unhoused, yeah. underhoused or inadequately housed. Yeah, you can drive to Bozeman and... Um, Max, you've probably seen this a lot. Like there is like lines of campers, but like to the south between, of where Costco is. Yep, between Costco and Baxter, Durston. Yeah, Baxter. I can't remember. Yeah, just Baxter just Inland. south of south of Winco by Costco. There, that yeah. whole drive is full of RVs, trucks, cars, vans. Oh, families just living in campers yep. because they can't afford to live here. So, what role has um the tv sit the tv show yellowstone had in some of <laughs> i get told this all the time oh, you, moving to montana because you saw yellowstone it's like no i came here because my kid's here and then i i fell yeah. in love with the place you know but i mean i, I don't think it, it's funny but i think that people do romanticize montana yeah they do and i think when that show premiered the some type of influx was so uh, I read a percentage that uh, like Zillow Google searches skyrocketed and within a few months of the show airing there was just a huge influx of of uh, people moving in from out of state and a lot of them referenced seeing it on TV and yeah I don't know who this could... comment is from but uh the property taxes and building costs uh I I, I just wanted to address this real fast yeah. So the property taxes depend on what county you're in. If you're in the Gallatin County, they are freaking high. <laughs> yes. Even even Park County is is pretty bad. But and building costs are what? So I'm I'm in the construction industry, and building costs have gone up. They're still like they've gone up um, with, with like pretty comparably with the housing market. So. Um, I think people thought when I like when I said I was moving here, I think people thought, oh, you're going there because it's cheaper. And it's really not. No, not oh, necessarily. Yeah. No. I mean, and the, and the problem is what I think people don't understand is like you get anywhere around Los Angeles 
and you are it's super high the cost of housing you i don't think you can find much for under half a million i mean the median's nine hundred thousand this month in bozeman yeah there's no in way bozeman. oh my god and yeah. then like in the livingston page everything is pending i mean yeah. there's oh, yeah. house comes on the market and you know this is the sixth one we've offered on and it just goes like crazy um so, so the, I, I think the housing situation, plus you guys are a small, you have fewer people, so there's fewer houses. So yep. even people unloading their old houses can't afford to get a new one. And if they're leaving, there's so many people coming in that are trying to escape where they are. And I think it's because you are, you know, you guys are, it, it, it is a much more um, freedom loving state than, mm -hmm. than where I came from. I mean, you guys really like... I don't know if it's you, Max. I don't, can't remember, but it, it was almost like, you know, just leave us alone. You can come here and do your thing, but don't tell us what to do. Don't try to tell us how to do things. Yeah. That's, yeah. We're very free thinking. Mentality. Yeah. We're a very thank for yourself state that wants to do, that wants to do that. Think for themselves. They don't want to be guided or told what to do. They just want to kind of do their thing and pretty much kind of be left alone. So for you guys, it doesn't sound super political, but a lot of things I saw that, I mean, I had so many comments with people saying, don't bring your blue state. And it's like, they, they assume that everyone in Oregon is, is blue, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I'm, I'm more like the two of you. I may lean a little conservative sometimes. I, you know, I, I heard somebody say the other day, exactly what my party would be common sense. You know what I mean? That's it. Sure. If people are not li are living in trailers, my common sense says we have a problem and we need to look into how we fix it. If people are coming over and telling me what color I can paint my door on my house, um, that doesn't fall into common sense. It's shut the fuck yeah. up, paint my door the color I want to, you know? And yeah. that's kind of, you know, one of the things they put on, on Montana uh, real estate things that I really love is it says they real big. It's a big selling point. No HOAs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that's one thing that I could say about like zoning that I'm not okay with. For instance, in Belgrade, actually, right by the, um... Max, what's that? What's the middle school on Jackrabbit? The, or not the middle school, but the, is that Saddle Peak there? I the think so. I, mean? right I think it is Saddle Peak, yep. Yeah, I so right so. by there, that's a school zone that goes, that, that's all the way through there, right? Um, with the, all the housing and everything, they're trying to, to up the speed limit right now in that school zone. And it is flat out dangerous on Jackrabbit right by the school. And um, so like when it comes to zoning and then another thing is like in River Rock, the HOA like kind of pretty much holds the keys to the kingdom. I used to live in River Rock. I now live in Three Forks, but I used to live in River Rock and um the problem with HOAs is it's seemingly like they could give a crap about your freedoms. They'll, they'll charge you for whatever. Right. They'll well, charge you for half an inch of snow being on your sidewalk that also you don't own, but it's yes. your responsibility. Yeah. I think that's garbage for me. So Max, you have a thought, say it. Oh, I'm just, I was just thinking about our HOA. It's, it's pretty minimal. We're lucky there. 
It's just, uh, I live out uh, out of town now. We've moved a little way out of town, kind of on your way towards Big Sky and Gallatin Gateway. And, you know, oh, yeah. we're pretty much, you know, no large farm animals. Make your fence kind of look like your neighbors. So that type it, of stuff. Does it bother you guys that, as Montanans that um, everybody else is, I think a lot of people are sick of Bozeman and, and Missoula and some of the bigger mm-hmm. towns and they're moving out too. So all of a sudden it, the urban sprawl is kind of, and, and then they set up these two acre, like three forks is big on this, you know, little two acre subdivisions. So it's kind of like a, a, a mini ranch, but you're yeah. still like a subdivision and there's still HOAs and that kind of stuff. It, it's, you guys were so undiscovered for so long. And now it's, it, I think the fear that I get from people is that, you know, there's a billboard that says, if you want to become Portland, Oregon, uh, vote Democrat. <laughs> First time I saw it, I choked because I'm going, oh, that's, that's, Portland, that's like my hometown area, you know, and mm-hmm. people really don't want. Um, and I don't think it's as much about Democrats as it is about the the idea of that blue, that mentality of coming here to fix you. You know what I mean? Do you, do you feel like that? I feel like when I was a kid, California came to Oregon. They kind of destroyed their state. They came to ours and started doing the same things that they'd done to their state, to our state. All of a sudden, you're going, wait, it didn't work there. You ruined that. Now you come in here and ruin it. And that's not all Californians. But I think that's how people in Idaho and and Montana feel that Oregonians are, they say now, don't Oregonize us, are coming in here to Oregonize you and and help you, you know, but really destroy what you have. Yeah, I think those are kind of a mix of truth and fear. I think it's a super easy way to make people here scared because they're already thinking that. So you put that billboard up and it's like a highlighter on your fears. So it's going to make you dig in more on the red side because you don't want that to happen when, uh, but on the other hand, it is happening because we have things like, like the sweet pea festival. It's every August. It used to be, it was just a small local festival. You have local artists, um, you know, music, music, acts it would be local and traveling free (laughs) used to be free and now it's like 25 bucks 30 bucks for one day and no one that runs it anymore is from montana let alone bozeman and it's there's it just has been ruined and you know because it's all just big artists that come through it's not bozeman artists that are selling their goods anymore in you know in the art for sale area it's all just People that travel around and do this all the time. It's not your, your local festival anymore. It's It has been somewhat ruined. And here's the thing. Like now that, now that like we have the Yellowstone club, now that people know about the Yellowstone club in big sky, we have all these high profile people coming right through Bozeman to get to big sky and the Yellowstone club. So, what so do you, who do you think is going to follow them? The people that sell to them. Right. And you've got, uh, you know, out here the Marlboro Ranch sold, and yeah. out in Clyde's Park. Who did that sell to? Huh? Who do you know who that sold to? I, I know a name, but I don't want to say it on here because I was told by somebody else. But it's going to be at okay. eight, two 18 hole golf courses, and then multi million dollar homes, and um, another yeah. Yellowstone Club. Yeah, it, it is owned by a group of the Yellowstone Club. Yeah. 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 And for you guys that don't know, explain to them, you guys are from here. I shouldn't be telling. Tell them what the Yellowstone Club is because it's it blew my mind. Billionaire Mountain Club. Yeah, it's just it's just a billionaire uh, 
um, community, not even community, really. It's just a, the side of a mountain next to the Big Sky Resort that now Mark Wal like big name people, Mark Wahlberg, people like that live up there. And yeah, yeah there's mountainous. a bunch of communities Cabin. within. There's social communities, so you can have houses fairly close together. There's about 18, like 500 acre ranches. There's areas where you can only get to on your private road on one of the peaks. And you're the richest of the rich. You can only ski if you have Yellowstone Club access. Yeah. And don't you have private to have powder? A certain bank account number to. Um, yeah, you have to have a liquidation amount. Yeah. To even be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so to wrap it up here, is not this is this less political? And you think the political part when people say don't move your blue state to here, it's more don't bring your, you know. Um, when I told people I was my my wife and I's plan is to come here and assimilate. I love what you have. I love the people here. You're kind. I'm I'm walking. I went on a little walk with my wife. We just went walking way too far. We're coming back. And this guy pulls up in, in a little car and he's he's on the driver's side, but he's reaching over the passenger side. He rolls down his window and he hands me the Daily Livingston newspaper. And I'm out in the middle of the country. And I go, thank you. He goes, yeah. And he drives off. And you know, and I said, where else would that happen? Yeah. Now, along with the Montana mentality, like the don't help me, you know, like I think that only does go so far. I think when you really dig down deep, Montanans are very hospitable until yeah. you start taking everything that they have. Right. So what would your advice be to me, to someone like me who's coming here from another place um, and I'm coming from a blue state? What would be the thing that you would, Max, you start, what would be the thing that you would uh, say to me? Yeah, you know, I would just say, do your best to, to fit in. Don't get out. Don't. Try and change people or Montana. Don't tell people what they're doing wrong. Don't say, oh, look at this. You know, there's a lot of festivals and things in Livingston. Don't say, oh, well, we shouldn't have rodeos because it's mean to the animals. You know, that that type of stuff. People want to come in and change that sort of thing. So just kind of listen, see what people are talking about. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just be kind. I think yeah. most Montanans are very nice people. And I think that a lot of it is, you know, it's a, it's a bark, not a bite, if you will. You know, I think that, you know, good people are from everywhere. But it's when they start to change our way of life. And when we start to get kicked out of where we're from is when it starts to hurt, if yeah. you will. Um, Kelton, what's, what's your advice? I guess I would say... Um, I mean, Max pretty much hit it on the head. Don't change us. Like moving to Montana is not the problem. The problem is all of the changes that transpire with all of this influx of people and all their like their lifestyle following them, basically their money, their, you know, what have you. And I feel like uh, for the most part, it's just like, just like, don't try and stand out. Just be like one of us. And one big point about us is the Democrats that are here and the Republicans that are here, we're generally all best friends with each other. Yeah. We really don't care. 
It's about the person, not the politics. Oh yeah. my God. It, it gets that way. So, you know, of course there's those little, you know, school board <laughs> dustups that are on the news and those type of things. But if it's just day to day, you know, people we're all friends with each other, red, yeah. blue, no one really cares on the day to day. I have moved to heaven because <laughs> Oregon is not that if you go to Eastern Oregon, they don't care. They just, you know what? I don't care what your sex is, what you, who you sleep with or what you do, just leave it to yourself and come and be a part of our community. And yeah. in the yeah. Valley, in the West, in the Valley, it is your, Oh, if you say anything, you're, Oh, you're one of them. And it's like, Somebody said to me one day, are you a progressive? And I said, I, my whole life is about progressing. I, I think I'm progressive. I don't want to be a re it's the opposite would be to be regressive. So <laughs> I, I think I'm progressive, but not your definition because you've stolen that definition. And it doesn't really yeah. mean progress. It means, you know, because to me, to be progressive is to allow new people to come in. But you new people, you don't get to come in and, and, and start taking over. You stop, you listen, and you assimilate to what other people are doing. And that's what most people do. When you move into a new neighborhood, do you go in and walk over to the neighbor instantly and say, you need to change your door. That's an ugly door. You know, no, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you, you figure out what's going on and and you kind of you move, move with it. And um, if, if we're moving here because I like what you've done, why would I want to change that? Exactly. For sure. Yeah. And, exactly. you know, what you said brought up something else is, you know, get involved in stuff and let people get to know you. Yeah. yeah. Don't be the guy from Oregon that doesn't talk to. Well, I know you talk to people. That's not a problem, but you know, <laughs> a lot of people don't be the people that moved here with the California plates that look at us like we're foreign. Yeah. You know, that, that, that it's some, I, I don't know if they're nervous to talk to us or so at times, or if they're just like, Oh, this isn't, you know, they're not my people, but Somebody, like it's, that's, what it, that's how it's taken here. Erica Swanson said when I lived in Bozeman almost a decade ago, it was described as poverty with a view. The challenges are so deeply rooted in the economy and those who need to work to support the economy service can no longer afford to live. Um, that's the, that's, uh, thanks for asking the question, Rick. Yeah. You guys, you have been awesome. And I'm so glad we're neighbors now because, um, yeah. and I had a really sweet lady at, at, at my gym and she's really a nice lady. And, um, and she, I was talking one day and I said, well, yeah, we're going to be, you know, going back home for a couple of weeks for, I'm doing a video project. And she looked at me and she goes, that's not your home. You're one of us now. And I just went, that is so sweet. And kind. <laughs> and it was nice. Cause I, I don't know that we do that in Oregon. I think you have to prove yourself. And she was always, you picked here. Now you're one of us now start talking like that and become one yeah. of us. So you guys, I'm going to have you guys on again, just cause it was fun. And I think we can talk about all kinds of cool stuff. And um, yeah, no, I appreciate your, your having the guests to come on and do this. I really do. And there's so much more we can talk about. But um, I see Rob from Base and Tackle. You guys want to see a goon? Here, here's a total goon, this is Tim. This is, this, is, this is a total goon Oregonian. On your show does not speak well of you, sir. Because I had you on my show, yeah. You are the company you keep. So I so love what y'all are talking about. I'm out here actually. I'm on Coos Bay. I'm on the bay right now. We're going fishing. Kind of do a 360 around. So and just what we're talking about, you know, as a transplant to this place myself, um, you know, I, I think it's kind of natural for us to want to change things sometimes. And whether we're right or wrong, sometimes we think that we're bringing we know better. I know better. I mean, I do personally. I don't know about the rest of the people, but 
and you try to bring your own ideas, your own precepts of things. But I like what y'all are saying. If you like some place that you're moving to, don't try to change it. Adapt yeah. to where you're at. So you sound like you're from South Oregon. I yeah, Fandon area. That's where the accent yeah, comes from. Yeah, you got you got yourself a little draw there, Rob. Yeah. Bandit, South End of Bandon. The South wrong, End. Of wrong end of the tracks. Yeah, I moved right. here moved here from West Texas about ten years ago, and uh, but I'll tell you, I've I've seen this place change so much in just those ten years, and sometimes I think maybe it's just me as an outsider, you know, kind of looking in. But all the people that are lifelong people, like I've got a lifelong Oregonian right beside me, and. Uh, you know, same thing. He talks about how he has seen change, and it's not always for for the better. But I don't know. You know, I think you'll be a good fit in Montana, Rick. I really do. I don't know. I think I like that you're still keeping an Oregon flavor, an Oregon touch, and and in touch with your roots. That's uh, I think that's kind of important too. I'll tell you what, though. You know what's fun about Montana is. Um, Kathy and I feel like we've picked up our roots. And now what's fun for me is because everybody in Eugene and in Oregon knows me. You know what I mean? When I'm right and here we can walk through Costco and not one person knows who I am. And the other day I was at Neptune's at a restaurant in Livingston. And this girl at the counter, she says, are you the guy that does that podcast and did a story on the tiny house builder? And I went kind of went, yeah. And she goes, oh, that's my dad. And I went, oh, Cody, you're Cody's daughter. And I was so relieved because it's like, I know why you know me. <laughs> That's cool. And it's nice going somewhere new. People not knowing you, they don't know about that whole thing with the sheep a few years ago that hit all the newspapers. That's good. A new start. A good fresh start. <laughs> you're such an ass. You know, I can get you off of here. You guys don't listen right to place, me. place then with this move. <laughs> yeah. Max Kelton, thanks for being with us. I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna let him talk a little more, unfortunately. So you may not want to be here. We'll see what he has to say. So you guys later. <laughs> All right. Oh, that was fun. Good that guy. was. What, y'all still have snow on the ground there, Rick, or not? Um, we did yesterday, and on my mountains. Oh, here, let me show you my live shot. This is out yeah. my bedroom. This, this is out my. I know it does that little thing. Hold on, I got. No, but I still saw it. That's a nice view, man. That's a nice view. There. That's outside my office window. Oh, my, my gosh. Isn't that cool? Look at that. They, what what an amazing world we live in. What an amazing nation we live in that we're, I don't know, what, 1,500 miles apart, whatever it is. And we're having this live conversation with all these people. And I'm on the bay. Like, I'm, I'm getting ready to deploy my fishing gear and do some fishing. You're in Montana. I don't know what you do there, but Montana stuff. And here we are together sharing this. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Pretty amazing world we live in. So, Rob, um, somebody wants to know if you've had a, a long rich wants to know if there's a salmon report. Yes, absolutely. Um, they're delicious. You can't cook them with too much heat, and you got to keep the meat moist. Do not overcook your salmon. I don't think that's what they were talking about. Oh, okay. Um, no real springers. We caught one the other day. We weren't. We were going for striper on the Umqua, and we hooked into a salmon. We lost it because I was just staring at it like, ah, oh, what do I do? Can I keep this? We weren't going for, for salmon. So we saw one in the Umqua. Uh, the coos system doesn't really have a whole bunch in terms of a salmon run, so we won't see much of anything until uh, until this fall. But rockfish has been good. Crabbing is still good. There's a lot of good stuff going on. And it's that time of year where summer's around the corner. And festivals are coming back, Rick, and all these events that we haven't had for the past couple of years, like the Wine Walk, North Bend, Coos Bay, that is back on. It started, I don't know, a week or two weeks ago. Uh, that's going on. The Farmer's Market, which is uh, 
which is a pretty cool gig. Every yeah. Wednesday. You have a back. great farmer's market in downtown Coos Bay on Wednesdays. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I like going in there, and I buy things like fennel. I don't know. Is that weird? Everyone's like, what the hell is fennel? What do you do with fennel? I don't know. You grill it and eat it. It's delicious. <laughs> I'm always excited when I find fresh fennel. I don't know. I don't know. Rick, ask yourself why you asked Rob to be on your show tomorrow. <laughs> it's an abusive relationship. I'll buy you something nice, and you'll forgive me, and we'll keep going on. <laughs> so um, you're going to be fishing for rockfish tonight? Yeah, we're gonna go for rockfish. We'll we'll fish. It's a really low tidal exchange. So between high tide and low tide, it's only a two foot differential. You know, if it's eight feet, that's probably hundreds of millions of gallons rushing out. When it's two feet, it's only millions and millions of gallons rushing out. So the boat doesn't move around as much. The fish can move more. So the less tidal exchange you have in the bay, the easier it is to catch rockfish, and the easier it is to maneuver, and just just makes for a better time all around. So the Oregon Gold Hunter says fennel slaw. You can make fennel slaw. I'm I'm willing to try that. That actually says good. Uh, Gloria says Rob is making me laugh out loud. But did oh, you snort? Me. Laughing Don't out loud is everybody LOLs. But if you snort, then I've accomplished something. Gloria, don't encourage this activity. That's just what we don't need. Just a ha -ha. Okay. <laughs> Rob, I have to get to Bill because Bill London is yeah. uh, he still hasn't done his news. But thank you. Um, thank you good seeing y'all and it's it's kind of uh it's it's kind of whale season right now too so if you're out here keep an eye on that on that coast for whales and every now and then we actually have orcas come inside this bay and an interesting note an orca a killer whale is actually not a whale it's a dolphin y'all know that you know it now and they're delicious they're delicious just don't overcook he's, them he's kidding don't he doesn't eat them and eric Jones, no no no, eric, no i don't eric, eat those no why would i eric, eat delicious seafood Eric says fennel is like anus. I mean, anus. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't even know how to say that word properly, so I don't. It's delicious with crab cakes. Ain't that, yeah, I'm, I'm, this and is Gloria, me backing away. This is me backing away from that one. And Gloria says she doesn't snort. See you later. All, All right, right, take care, y'all. God bless okay. America. Oh, my God. He is so funny. Okay, if you are looking to sell a business or you have the, an idea in your head or you don't even know you're just tired of working for corporate America, you got to sit down with Lonnie Woodruff and have a conversation. Watch. You just basically opened this door into a world that people don't even know exists. And all of a sudden, here's all these ideas and businesses and thoughts. And, and, uh, and you could change somebody's life that way because they had no plan in owning like a bike shop or a granite shop. And now all of a sudden, they're doing something they never knew that they'd love. Both those cases, those guys weren't looking for those businesses they bought, but they fell in love with the, those businesses, and they're actually both doing really well. And that's what I do. I'm kind of that dream maker, you know, and that's uh, I'm easy to talk to. I listen to the buyers. I listen to the sellers. And, um, you know, just through conversation, I kind of figure out. And, and even sometimes we look at a few businesses. I'm not going to twist your arm into buying, make, making you buy something you don't want. I'm just going to help you find something that's going to be a good fit. And that's more important to me because I want to I want you to be happy with your purchase because it's going to be a big part of your life for a while. Good evening from the News Radio, eleven twenty a.m. and ninety three point seven FM KPNW Studios. I'm Bill London, and I just realized my my head glistens. That's a little. You almost need like those little bring 
chimes, it glistens. I don't know that I like that. See, this is why I like radio. Because on radio, I sound like I have a mullet. All right, here's a look at some of the stories we're following. That's a mullet. All right. I think it was a couple of weeks ago I told you that um, the Secretary of State's office had looked at voter data in the state of Oregon and that it was discovered that non-affiliated voters in Oregon um, reached a significant milestone, and that is that they now outnumber Democrats. Non-affiliated voters have for a long time actually been the second largest block in the state behind the Democratic Party and ahead of the Republicans. Well, they continue to grow, and that's due in part to the 2015 what's called motor voter law that essentially if you get a driver's license, you're automatically registered to vote and people that don't choose a party get to be non-affiliated. And it seems like that non-affiliateds continue to grow and that could, if they were organized, give them more political power. The thing is, they don't get a say in picking candidates in most primary elections, at least not in Oregon. Well, news that non-affiliated voters surpassed registered Democrats brought more attention to a pending attempt to change the Oregon Constitution to allow all voters to participate in a state-funded primary election. Ed Doyle is the president of Oregon Open Primaries, and he's the chief petitioner for the proposed constitutional amendment. So far, his group has gathered more than a thousand signatures from Oregon voters, which is the first step in getting a proposed amendment on the ballot. So they're now reviewing a draft ballot title from the Oregon Justice Department. And once that's done, they'll have to collect about 150,000 signatures from Oregon voters by the 8th of July for the measure to actually appear on the November ballot. Now, the proposed initiative is actually pretty simple. It's just a two-sentence addition to the section of, a const of the state constitution. And it would require that all voters be able to vote in a state-funded primary for any candidate for Congress, U.S. Senate, the Oregon legislature, and statewide elected officers, like governor, regardless of political party. Now, it wouldn't apply to presidential primaries or to partisan primaries for local races like county commission. It also doesn't prescribe how the state would hold open primary elections, just that all voters must be able to vote for all candidates. Now, there's a number of ways this is already being done across the country. They could take the form of the top two primaries held in Washington and California, or it could resemble a new Alaska election system that's going to be used for the first time in a special congressional election this summer. Alaska voters established an open primary that sends the top four vote-getters to a general election. Voters then rank their first through fourth choices in the general election, and if no candidate is the first choice of more than 50% of voters, the tabulators look at the second choices who, from voters who picked the candidate all the way down to who came in last place. In other Western states, non-affiliated voters can participate in primaries, but they have to choose a party's ballot. So, for instance, in Colorado, non-affiliated voters receive both Democratic and Republican ballots in the mail, and then they choose only one to fill out. So wrongfully convicted Oregonians are now eligible for financial compensation 
for time of false imprisonment. Government Kate Brown signed the Oregon Justice for Exonerees Act, allowing compensation for wrongful convictions. The act will pay $65,000 for each year of a wrongful conviction and $25,000 per year of parole and supervision. And each year, an individual was wrongfully put on the sex offender registry. Housing assistance, legal counseling, financial literacy assistance also is gonna be offered. Those who were wrongfully convicted will have their records sealed and will be provided with a certificate of innocence. Right now, it's estimated that 13 Oregonians could be immediately eligible for benefits under the law. So we've talked a lot about certain cities, particularly those on the West Coast, trying to ban natural gas. And one of those cities where at least the discussion is happening is the city of Eugene. So if the city of Eugene wanted to eliminate natural gas in the city, how might they do that? Well, next Wednesday night, the city council in Eugene is going to have a work session. And the discussion is going to be talking about how the city building codes could change in such a way that no new natural gas infrastructure could take place in the city. Now, Lydia Bishop is the Building and Permit Services Director with the Eugene Building Department. She was at a, a meeting of the Eugene Chamber of Commerce Local Government Affairs Committee this morning and told the group that she is put, putting together a draft document of rule changes that the Eugene Building Department could use to deny permits for fossil fuel infrastructure. Now, mind you, this is a draft. Next Wednesday, the City Council, in a work session, will meet to discuss the drafted ideas. Now, interestingly, Monday night, the City Council is holding a public forum where anybody can talk about whatever they want. Of course, it's online. The sources that I've been talking to tell me that it is expected to be packed with anti-natural gassers, obviously to make it appear like the majority of city residents and businesses are actually in favor of this kind of plan. So coming from California, in the wake of Sunday's mass shooting in Sacramento, where six people were killed, California lawmakers have advanced a measure that would let citizens sue other citizens over illegal weapons, however that's defined. Now, the measure proposed by Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom would allow citizens to file lawsuits against anyone who distributes illegal weapons parts that can be used to build weapons, guns without serial numbers, or 50 caliber rifles. And they could sue for at least $10,000 in damages plus attorney's fees. It wouldn't include stolen weapons unless they are made illegal by something like filing off a serial number, and it wouldn't ban anyone from possessing or using the weapons, although they might be illegal under other laws. Democratic State Senator Robert Hertzberg is moving the bill modeled on a Texas law that went into effect last fall, allowing citizens to sue anyone who provides or assists in providing an abortion after six weeks of pregnancy. Now, the California Rifle and Pistol Association president, Chuck Michael, called it tit-for-tat political gamesmanship, saying, you're going to deputize a bunch of amateurs, non-lawyers, non-cops to judge a neighbor's actions and then give them the right to drag them into court. 
Gifford's Law Center to Prevent Gun Violence, which is a gun control organization. Their state policy director, Ari Frelich, said the bill, quote, would essentially bring more enforcement oversight to specific criminal laws in California. But even he admitted there were potential issues with it, including establishing a bounty that could be gotten by people who haven't even been directly harmed. All right, that's a look at the news. Rick, rev it up. We need some rev and reel, Rick. I think Bill gave us plenty of rev and reel. Um, fun show tonight. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, thank Chris Dental Family Dentistry, uh, where everyone is welcome. Trans World Business Advisors, Lonnie Woodruff, um, our dream maker here at our uh, of our sponsorships, and Buck Sanitary Service. Um, they all make this show possible. We cannot do this without their funding. So we appreciate them. I want to thank the guys, Max and Kelton tonight for coming on and being brave and talking about Montana. That was super fun. And of course, we love Rob uh, coming on and doing his thing. <clears throat> so take this show and share it on your page. Um, so other people, because there's a lot of frustration in Oregon about the same things they were talking about in Montana. Maybe by us kind of meeting people in Montana and doing all this discussion, we could come up with some real solutions rather than just um, doing the same thing like banning natural gas, Eugene City. How stupid is that? Come on. You're going to ban all energy sources except for wind and solar, <laughs> and then no one will have any kind of power at all. Um, really, the most efficient is nuclear energy. Oh, now I've opened a can of worms, but they'll never do that because it's politically unstable for them. <laughs> anyway, share this on your page if you would. Let other people know about it. Have a great evening. I'm going to go down and play trivia night at the Pine uh, Creek Lodge with my wife, my kid, and his girlfriend. So I'll see you guys later. Have a good evening. Good night.